What's up, podcast fam? I'm really excited for this episode. We decided to do something special for you guys. So inside the Becoming Boss Mastermind, we do weekly Ask Faith lives in the Facebook group. All of the members have the opportunity to submit any questions they have every week. I answer everybody's questions on Facebook Live. And then we pull the audio and it actually goes on to a special members only mastermind podcast that we have. So I thought I would let you guys listen in to one of our episodes. Doors to the mastermind are closed right now. But if you want in, I highly suggest you get on the wait list. I will put the link for that down below. And I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I'll talk to you soon. Let's do this. How are you guys doing? I have some really good questions in here. Welcome, all the new people. Hi, everybody. How are you guys doing? Hi, Jesse. Hi, Lori. I'm so excited that you guys are here. We got new peeps. We got old peeps. We got all the peeps. I'm excited. I'm excited to help you guys. Let's go through these questions. There's some really good questions in here. You guys have the Ask Faith form in the portal. So anytime this week, if you're working this weekend, if you're working next week and you want to ask me something, go in the portal and put your question in the form so you don't forget. And on Thursday, I come on here and I answer all the questions. So you have two chances, Tuesday and Thursday. I'm coaching, right? I'm coaching on Zoom and then Thursday I'm answering questions. Okay. Here we go. Mona says, I've seen different responses to the math on getting the number of yeses versus number of noes in the boss's video. <laughs> yeah, I messed up the math on the slides. Did you guys see that? So embarrassing on my presentation. <laughs> I like had the math, had the math like completely wrong on the slides. Uh, if I need 15 of my 349 to make my 5K month baseline, what's the minimum number of viewers I need to reach? 75 that's 20 percent or did i misunderstand this concept yeah let's talk about this so yeah 20 20 percent of 75 is 15 right is that right you guys you guys know i can't do math so this is the thing is like i really use that as an example for people to understand to make more sales they need to pitch to more people so it's not an exact concept and i'll also tell you guys 20 percent conversion rate is kind of bananas like that is a very good conversion rate so i've had launches with conversion rates higher than that kate has had launches my friend Coraline has had launches like we've all had launches with with very high conversion rates higher than 20 percent, which is kind of unheard of industry standard is like two percent and you need to understand too like we've also been selling and doing our launches for a long time so i've literally ran the launch that i just ran i don't know 20 times right? So just so you guys understand, like when you start, your conversion rate might be like 1% or 2%. And that's pretty normal. Like most of the bro marketers that are just doing like the internet marketing world, like in internet marketing land, 2% is kind of the standard conversion rate industry standard these days. Now, I don't think that has to be true for us, right? And this is why that connection piece is so important. Because if you're just relying on the old school um, email marketing stuff, that's where that you'll start seeing like a lower and lower conversion rate, right? So my conversion rate is going to be a lot higher than 2% in the launch that I just did. I just coached people for five hours on video and was in a Facebook group with you guys and like doing all this value. So I was connecting with people at a much higher level than if I were just like mass emailing everybody's sales emails, right? I could have done that. I could have just sent you guys a bunch of sales emails for the mastermind and the conversion rates would have been a lot lower. So when we're talking about 20% as a conversion rate, like that's a very high conversion rate. You need to really be serving your people at a high level to get to a level like that. Charlie, do you want to be a little business dog? <laughs> oh my God. I'm like the world's neediest rescue dog. You guys, Charlie, you've got to go. you got to go, buddy. Okay. Does that make sense? So, and these numbers are not like science. The reason I'm showing people this is because a lot of times people will sell their thing a few times and no one buys and they're like freaked out that no one bought. And I'm like, right, but even if you're super good at sales and you have a 20% conversion rate, 80% of the people that pitch are supposed to tell you no, like that's how sales works. And so I'm really using that as an example to show people 
not to be so freaked out about no's and that no's are actually part of the equation. So my purpose with showing that equation isn't so much for you guys to figure out the exact math because probably most of you are not going to have a 20% conversion rate. I mean, if you do, like, that's awesome. I'd be super excited for you. But I'm just telling you, most people, when they start selling, are going to have, like, a 2% conversion rate. Why, why I'm telling you guys to go practice, right? So you can get to a place where you can launch and have a 20 or 30% conversion rate. You can definitely do that, but it takes practice. And so the purpose of me showing that equation isn't so much for you guys to know the exact numbers. You're never going to know. The best way to figure this out, Mona, is for you to go pitch and figure out what your conversion rate is and then you'll know how many people right so if you do a launch or you do a sale or you email your people or you do one-on-one -on -one calls or however you're doing your sales go to your sales and then figure out your conversion rate and then you'll be like okay i close five percent of all sales okay i close 20 percent of all sales okay like you know 30% of the people in my launch buy or two percent of the people that open my emails buy then you know your conversion rate specifically like you'll know your actual conversion rate and then you can figure out this number so this is why i'm always pushing people to i'm like just sell something like get in the game like you gotta launch something um and then you can have that data so you'll know you'll be like okay i sold two percent i sold two percent of the people that opened my email or came to my thing or whatever it is and then you're like so if my goal is five thousand dollars and my conversion rate is two percent how many more people do i need to go get just so you have a clear understanding of like what you need to actually do right i think a lot of times people are pretty unclear they're just kind of like i want to make money and like make some sales and it's like okay well how much money what are we selling how many of them are we selling how are you selling them like the more clear you can be on that get really clear on that and then manage your thoughts and that's like the name of the game does this make sense to you guys so mona let me know if you want more help with this but i would say the best thing to do is for you to figure out your actual conversion rate on this offer so it could be anywhere from zero to a hundred percent i have no idea what your guys's conversion rates are going to be i pulled 20 percent out just because i felt like that was kind of a fair number to use because i was like well 20 percent would be like if you're super good like you know you could get i think you guys could get 20 percent. most marketers would tell you no you can't do that you gotta have like a, it's like gonna be one percent or two percent these days but i don't think that trying to get my mind right on people saying no because I will, yeah, I always make it seem about me. They said no because I'm not good enough because I didn't provide enough value. I know it's not working on bridge thoughts for this. Yeah, and this is why I show you guys this equation of like how sales work because um, it doesn't mean anything about you, right? And it's just, they just don't wanna buy the thing. There's like lots of reasons. And most of the time, it's not even that they don't wanna buy it, they just aren't paying attention to you, like most of the time. Like if you guys send an email, most people are not paying attention. Like most of them are not gonna open it. 80% of them or more are not gonna open it. And then the people that do open it are gonna spend like two seconds reading it. And they're not thinking like, I hate you. They're just like not paying attention. Like most people that don't buy, you're not actually getting them to a no, they're just not doing anything. So you guys watch, um, me on cart close i think i took you guys off of the sales emails because you're in the mastermind but my sales emails today the mastermind is closing so my launch is closing today right and my vibe is like you need to make a choice like yes or no are you in or out and i'm like don't don't do nothing and let the doors close like make a decision are you going to do it or not and i'm really trying to get people to to know like to decide but most of you guys don't pitch hard enough to get anybody to know most of you just get pe leave people not doing anything. Does that make sense? So they're not even actively deciding they don't want it. They're just not doing anything. <laughs> they're just like, that's the easiest thing for them to do is do nothing. Right? So it really doesn't mean anything about you. And like I'm saying, like most of you guys, when you start doing sales, your conversion rate is going to be like 1%, 2%. So that's 98% of people are going to tell you, no, that's just like the game. That's just like how sales works. Does that make sense? And that's why I use that equation to start showing you guys so we can start neutralizing the people that tell you no, because it doesn't mean anything about you. It's just data. It's just numbers, right? And you want to think about it like a business owner. I know we all really care about our businesses, but at the end of the day, it's just a business and it is a product or service that you're offering. It's not you as a human. They're not buying you as a human being. They're, they're buying your product or service as a business owner. So think about like the CEO of CVS isn't sitting around like, 
why is nobody buying our like new pencil thing like they're just like oh like people are buying this much of this product and this much of this product and this product isn't making money and this one is and they're just looking at data and it literally doesn't mean anything about them they're not looking at the products like these people really don't like me <laughs> they're just like they just didn't want to buy that product <laughs> let's try something else let's stock more of the things that our people are buying you get me so you know, the numbers don't mean anything about you. And the money, like, people do this with money, too. Like, you know, that when you make a lot of money, that'll mean you're good at what you do. Just doesn't work like that. Like, you gotta just decide, like, your program is good, you like your stuff, and you like you, and you believe in it, even if no one is buying, right? And even if everybody's telling you no, you still need to think your stuff is good, right? Yeah, I didn't provide... I'm not good enough because I didn't provide enough value. I mean... That's a really harsh way, and my guess is, like, that you're, just from this comment, not based on anything else, but this sounds like you're very hard on yourself, and I would look at, like, some of your self-talk, because this sounds like a bully narrative. Like, I'm not good enough because I didn't provide enough value. That's a pretty harsh thought. I would look at, like, just softening some of your thoughts about yourself. And then the other thing is, like, don't think about what other people are thinking. What do you think about you? What do you think about your work? So every time your brain goes to like, what is so-and-so thinking and they don't like me and they didn't like the... You have no idea what anybody else is thinking. You just don't. You just don't. Like, even if someone, you're in a relationship and someone tells you what they're thinking, a lot of times we're not even aware enough of our own thoughts to, like, articulate them to another person. So you just never know what's going on in someone else's brain. You just, there's no way for you to know that. The only thing you can know for certain is what's happening in your brain. So every time your brain is trying to get in someone else's model, what are they thinking? What do they think about my price? What do they think about this? What do they think about my content? You need to turn it back on you. You flip it around. What do I think about my content? That's like a useful thought for you guys. What do I think about me? What do I think about the value I provided? What do I think about the content, right? Not what do other people think and not basing your judgment of you on how other people are acting, right? I still think I'm good and my stuff is good. Even if this launch had flopped and no one had bought the mastermind, I still think it's a great offer. I still think I'm a good coach, period. And I always have, even when no one was buying, right? It was like, I got to get better sales. That's all. But my offer is great, right? So you get to decide to think that you're good and your offer is good and then let other people have their thoughts and you just stay with your thoughts about you. Does that make sense? Kim says, how to deal with the troll thoughts of what if I lose this sense of certainty again? Yeah. My schedule getting a radical change. I saw your video. That sounds really stressful. I'm sorry to hear that that's happening. I know this has been a really hard couple years for parents. My schedule's getting a radical change. Kids doing online school. Just when I was picking up major momentum. Um, Kim, I'm going to offer to you my so this is the story my schedule's changing just when i was picking up major momentum that's just a thought and the thought like this is happening just when i was picking up major momentum is really unhelpful for you to think and i'm sure it is true and i'm sure you have a lot of evidence that it's true right but i'm always like even if something is true that feels really bad right like it feels really bad to be like um just when i was picking up momentum like, that's a bad feeling thought to me. That feels really icky. I wouldn't think that about my business, right? I need help with thoughts. I don't have enough time. Yeah, I got you. And encouragement that I won't be treading water for XXX more weeks. I mean, this is the thing, you guys, and I'm, you're probably not going to like this answer, but, you know, life comes in seasons and there's going to be seasons where you get more done on your business and there's going to be seasons where you get less done in your business. I personally had a very tough year in my personal life this last year. I didn't get as much done in the business as, like, I normally would. That wasn't, it was a focus of mine, but it was not where most of my energy was going last year. And that was the season of life I was in for a lot of times, right? So there's going to be seasons of life where it's like go time and we're working on the business and we're doing the things. And there's going to be seasons of life where we have to focus on relationships and tragedy and grief and like all of those sickness, illness, all of those types of things. Uh, you, your productivity level is supposed to fluctuate. So a lot of us, this is like kind of what we're taught, like, you know, as we're in capitalism, right? We're taught to be like good little productive workers, <laughs> good little worker bees. <laughs> 
It's like, if you're being productive, the goal is to be the most productive all the time. And if you're not doing that, then you're like wrong and bad. That's like kind of what we're taught, right? And we're kind of taught like we should be trying to be more productive all the time and getting more done. And that would make us like a better person and more valuable, right? Because we would be outputting more. But I'm going to offer to you guys, you guys are in human bodies and, and day to day, month to month, year to year, your productivity level and how much you're outputting and what you're getting done is supposed to change. There's times where it's supposed to go down. You're not supposed to be doing as much work on your business. You're not. If you're sick or someone dies or something hard is happening, you're not supposed to be producing up here, right? And so we tell ourselves this story, like, I'm not producing up here and I'm bad and I'm a failure and this isn't working, right? And we, we pile all this other stuff on top of it. That's what I'm always telling you guys, like, feel bad, but feel bad, like, clean, right? We give ourselves these, like, huge guilt trips about not being 100% productive 100% of the time. And so, Kim, you might be going into a season of life where you're not as productive as you were or as you thought you were going to be. And you, and the product, it might not be up here anymore. It might be down here. So then I would just look at, like, what, what do you want to get done in this season of life? Where can you carve out time? Like, I don't know. Some people get up earlier. Is there like a nap time situation? Is there like, I don't know, like your schedule, but is there any time anywhere you can carve out? And what do you want to do in that time? And just be really intentional in that. And you just do that. And then that's it. What happens is, what happens is people don't think clean thoughts about their work schedule. So I'm saying if you can only work, I don't know, an hour in the morning on Tuesday and Thursday. Let's say that's all you can work on your business. That's it. You just do those blocks and you don't think anything else about it. You just make the decision. This is when I'm going to work. The end. <laughs> what we do is we work in the morning on Tuesday and then all day we're like, I didn't get enough done. I should be doing more. I'm not getting enough done. I should be doing more. Like that's not helpful. The thought I should be doing more, the thought I'm not getting enough done is really unhelpful. It only ever produces getting less done. <laughs> like, we think it's useful. Like, we're going to bully ourselves into being productive. It's like, I'm not doing enough. Let me, let me beat myself up so I'll do more. But when you beat yourself up, you actually produce less. You do, especially over a long period of time. That might work for, like, one day, two days. But if you're doing that shit for months, you are not going to keep working. You're just not because it feels bad. Um, I'm planning to do some art journaling, which usually gives me big... Yes, and then I'll hopefully feel a little more clean and clear. This just happened, and this is what I was saying on your video, is like, it is okay that you were upset about this. You had a vision for how things were going to be, and it's not going to be that. And, and sometimes our human brains have a hard time with that. I'm going to offer you this. This is something like my coach offered me once that is very helpful to me now, but when she first said it to me, it made me very mad. So <laughs> I hope you're not mad at me. <laughs> so we had this vision for how kind of the rest of this year was gonna go or how maybe this quarter, let's say, was gonna go and you're like, I have momentum, I know what I'm doing, I have like the schedule, I'm, I'm gonna build the business, right? And we had this like vision for what the future was gonna be. It was, it was never gonna be that. It was never going to be that. It was never supposed to be that. So what I do that helps me, you guys take or leave what's helpful, but what I do that helps me is I just think, yeah, I thought it was going to be that way, but it, it wasn't. And I was wrong. <laughs> it's just kind of like, oh, and it's kind of this like energy of like acceptance. It was never going to be that. It, it wasn't. It was never going to be that way. Because what we do is we have the vision of how we thought it was going to be. And then we have reality. And then we're like, this is supposed to be this. Like they're suppo it's supposed to be like this. I had the vision and this is different. And then we kind of get in this tug of war of like, I thought it was going to be different. Right. And anytime you think things are supposed to be different, you create suffering. Things aren't supposed to be different. They're not. They're not. The kids were never going to go to school. It was never going to be that. That was like a, you know, just a fantasy daydream that we had about, I don't know, just like, I don't know. Sometimes I daydream about being on a yacht. <laughs> I'm not on a yacht. <laughs> it was never going to be that. <laughs> and it's like, you know, we had this kind of daydream about what you thought the future was going to be. It was just a daydream. It wasn't ever real and it was never going to happen that way. It was never going to happen that way. It was never supposed to happen that way. And I, that sounds like a weird thing to say, but it, but I'm telling you that energy of like, I had this vision and now this is the reality and kind of like 
fighting with these two things, right? It's like, this is supposed to be different. I had this vision. I thought it was going to be this way and it's this way that cre can create a lot of suffering for us, right? When we think things should be different, it creates suffering. So I'm just saying there's kind of this radical acceptance that has, I've been able to enact. This was also was like said to me about something that was like super hard in my life. And they were just like, it was never supposed to be different. It was always going to be this way. This was always going to happen. This is always how it was going to happen. It was never going to happen the other way you thought it was. It was always going to be this, right? Even when it's hard and sad, it's like, it was always going to be that. That was always going to happen. That situation was always going to happen that way. It was never going to be different. Be and the reason I'm saying that is just because when we think things are different, not because I don't want bad things to happen to you guys, right? But it's like, this is the reality we live in. Like, shitty things happen to all of us. And it's like, when we think they're not supposed to be happening, that creates a lot of suffering in us. But there's something about surrendering and being like, this situation is hard. I'm not saying you have to like it. You can hate it, right? It's just like, this situation is hard, it's difficult, and I thought it was going to be different, and I was wrong. <laughs> like, I was, it's, it is the way it's supposed to be, even when it's shitty. And that thought process has brought me a lot of peace in a lot of really hard situations this year. So I'll just offer that to you. Yeah, let me see what you're saying, Kim. And I can riff more on this, but that was just what came up for me at, right now, this second. Yeah, things take me so much longer than I anticipated. That's like a thought error I think we all have, Selena. I think we think like things take less time than they do. <laughs> I'm always like, everything takes longer than I think it's going to. This is so good to hear. I mean, my mother's constantly lives in this state and it's so hard to hear and I see myself doing this. There's something about just like everything is how it's supposed to be. That's kind of the thought, right? So I had this situation happen in my family this year and I ha created a lot of suffering around it. I was like, this should not be happening. I can't like, I just was like creating a lot of suffering around it, thinking certain people in my life should be doing different things and acting different and certain things were supposed to be different. And I created a lot of suffering for myself. And I also created a lot of like resentment and space in my family, right? Which is like, all I want to do is feel close to my family. I don't want to feel pissed off and upset, right? And so just being in this energy of like, they're not supposed to be acting different. The, my family is not supposed to be different. It is how it's supposed to be. And that's that element of surrender has kind of let me like be at peace in a very difficult situation, which it's not always easy, I understand. Yeah, I've been bullied for not being able to give 110% all the time. Yeah, that's kind of like our culture. Our culture is like, work harder, work harder, work harder. It's because of, it's because capitalism. That's why we're, I mean, that's just the truth, right? It's like, we're in capitalism. Um, they need us to work as hard as possible because we're selling our labor most of the time. We're selling our labor to other people. And so then we're taught, like, we need you to work harder. So basically our labor can be exploited more. <laughs> that's like, that's like my opinion, I guess, but I feel like it's true. So just remember that we're just programmed that way. This is interesting. I'll spend some time with that acceptance. You can be upset, right? And you can be like, it was always going to be this way. I thought it was going to be different. And that's a bummer. It's a bummer, right? It's like, I, you thought it was going to be one way and it was never going to be that. And that sucks. Like that's, it's sad, right? It could feel bad and that's all fine. How do you describe the difference between accepting the reality that was never going to be your vision and intentionally spending time dreaming about your vision? I think, so, it's kind of like this whole thing about not arguing with reality, right? So, like, arguing with reality would be, like, I have a vision that I'm going to make a million dollars. I'm going to make a million dollar business. I don't know how I'm going to do that, but I'm going to do that. That's like my vision, right? Arguing with reality would be like, we only made this much money. We should have made more this year. Why wasn't the numbers higher? The numbers are too low. That's kind of arguing with reality, right? Holding a vision is like, this is what I want to create in the future. This is where I'm going. This is the vision I hold for myself and like my life. And then in the present, I'm not going to argue with reality. Like these are, this is the, I made the amount of money I was supposed to make. Right. So if I think money is a good example, right? So my vision is make a million dollars. We finished at like two something this year. And if I were like, I haven't gotten the books yet. I don't know what it was, but it was, I would guess like two forty, two fifty this year. And so if I were like, 
this this should have been higher and we didn't make enough money and we worked so hard and i invested so much and blah 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 and i'm i will need to get to a million if i'm like but we made the amount of money i was supposed to make i wasn't supposed to make more money this year the business wasn't supposed to grow faster i thought the business was going to grow faster this year i could like argue with reality and be like it should have grown faster we should have had more people i should have made more money but that's arguing with reality right that's the reality is like how it's supposed to be i i was not supposed to make more money this year i wasn't i wasn't supposed to get in front of more people this year i wasn't and like i'm a spiritual person like my spiritual belief is like that that's for protection and i'm like maybe i wasn't ready to have the money or maybe the business wasn't ready or maybe it's gonna happen in an even more miraculous way this year right maybe um everything is just working out how it's supposed to like that's like my spiritual belief all the time and i'm just like if i was supposed to make more money i would have but i didn't because everything is how it's supposed to be this is getting like real meta <laughs> does that make sense this is so powerful and freeing it's like a form of radical acceptance which keeps coming up for me yeah we think our businesses should be different though and like to bring it back to business it's like we think our businesses should be different we're like i should be making more money it should be growing faster it's too slow it's like no it's like the business is growing at the rate it's supposed to grow at and i'll tell you guys it's like you know I know when you're not making money and you hear me talk about making 250, like that sounds like you're like, I would be like thrilled with that. But if you're thinking like, it's not happening fast enough, I should be doing more. I'm not working hard enough. I should be making more money. The business isn't making enough money. Those thoughts come with you. They don't change because your income changes because it was never created. It's always created from you. It's not created from things outside of you. So when you start making more money, even when you start making a hundred thousand, you will still be thinking, I should be working more. I'm not making enough money. I, we should be growing faster. This isn't happening fast enough. So I would look at like, what do you think about your business right now? And do you want to bring those thoughts with you? Because your thoughts don't change when you start making more money. I promise you. And it has been very humbling for me. <laughs> so I'll just offer that to you guys, right? Yeah, I think society expects so much more for women. Of course, we have to do all the free labor too. Not only do we have to work more, it's like we have to do all of the labor for free. We're expected to do it all with a smile. Yeah. Um, let me look at your question, Kim. I got like on a little rant. So yeah, and, and I would just figure out what, what do you want to get done every day or every week? I would make kind of a like, weekly thing and then... I would just, you're just going to have to get good at prioritizing, like, what are the things that are going to move the needle forward? What is, like, your one thing to get done for the week? And see if you can carve out some time to do that. And you're just going to have to do, we, we all just have to do the best with what we have. Like, that's the reality. Yeah, I tend to beat myself up for times I didn't make the moves. I knew I would have been more impactful or knew at the time I was putzing around. Yeah, listen. This is what I'm saying, though, around not doing the important work and finding excuses for why it didn't really matter. Could do it tomorrow. But then you're creating the same result now. Do you see that? So it's like, I, I see exactly what you're saying, right? It's like, I could have done more last year. I had more time. I could have already had this all started. It could have all been done. And you're beating yourself up from not getting, not getting the momentum going in the past. And you're creating the same fucking result now. Do you see that? Like, that thought creates that result in your present because all you're doing instead of like thinking about what to do and getting some momentum going and moving forward you're just staying stuck the same way you did in the past creating the same result that you're mad at yourself for creating before do you see that does that make sense to you guys right if i'm like i should have done this different and i should have done this different and i would be so much further if i had done these things all that does is create being stuck here all you're doing is creating the same result, but now, do you see? <laughs> so it's like, you just want to be aware of what this stuff creates, right? Because it just feels all like, I know it feels so true, like when you're in it and it feels real. And it's like, should you have started then or should you not? Who knows? But it doesn't matter. But if you think that, you're just going to create that same result again. And if you don't want to create that same result again, you got to think about something else. And and like, that's the energy like I get in is just like, it just all is how it's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> just like it, you weren't supposed to you if you were supposed to have the business right now you would you're not supposed to have the business you're not 
if you were supposed to be making money and running a business right now, you would be, but you're not. <laughs> so it's like, from that place, where are we going forward? Because looking in the past doesn't help you guys at all. It really doesn't. It's just going to keep you more stuck and more confused, right? More of the same result. This could be my opportunity to finally learn the lesson of using my time super intentionally. That is a helpful thought, right? And it's like, it's like this season of life is going to suck and it's going to be hard and it's going to prepare me. And I'm getting prepared to run a multiple six-figure business, right? That was kind of my vibe this year. I was like, my life is hard personally right now. I spent a lot of time being depressed and grieving and upset this last year. And I was like, and I'm going to help a lot of people and I'm going to be impactful and I'm getting prepared to like run a seven-figure business, which and I think all of that is true. Like all of that did happen. But I could have been like, I'm depressed and I'm in grief and I can't help anybody and this is never going to work. I could have like went on that road, that ride every day, right? It was very, it, it was very tempting. <laughs> it's tempting for, I think our brains like to be victim-y about things. They do. It's like, it's like this is happening and it shouldn't be happening and it's so hard and I don't know what to do and I should be further along and we like to get in our little victim like cocoons and hang out there and like sometimes you can do that but you just want to be aware the thing is the problem is like when we do that most people don't have the awareness that they're creating that they think it's happening to them and it's like no you're choosing to like be victimy about this and like get in your cocoon and be with your victim thoughts and like sometimes we want to do that sometimes it's and it's fine to do that it's like sometimes we're gonna do that as people but you want to understand like you're creating that experience for yourself it's not just happening to you right so it's like you know, you can think like, oh, my, my kids are, should have, I thought they were going to be in school and I thought I was going to be, have more time and I don't know what I'm going to do. You can think all those thoughts and it's fine. Right. But it's like, it's not going to get you where you want to go. And, and I like this thought for you. This could be my opportunity to finally learn the lesson of using my time super intentionally. Yeah. And sometimes lessons are hard. <laughs> like sometimes lessons suck, right? They're not fun. <laughs> so you're getting like a super hard, sucky lesson about being intentional with your time. Um, and it gets, it, and it can suck and be for your good, right? I think that's a good, good thought for you too. It's like, this can be hard and, and difficult and not how you thought. And it can be for your highest good. Both things can be true. And the business still gets to grow, right? I was like, I get to have my human experience and be depressed and have grief. And I get to still make money and I still get to help people. So it's like, you know, you're in this situation and it's hard and it's difficult and your business still gets to grow. What does that look like? And then when you're just do your work and when you're not working, do not think I should be working more. This was the other thing I wanted to talk about was in this comment was the thought I don't have enough time. It's the same loop I just pointed out to you where I was like, you're creating the same result that you're mad at yourself and you're just bringing it into your present. The thought I don't have enough time, put a one in the chat if you think that you're like, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough time. If you find yourself thinking that throughout the day, I don't have enough time is a really sneaky thought because it feels useful to us. We think if I tell myself I don't have enough time, it will like somehow make me get more done, right? And it's also validating to us because we're taught, like like I said, we're taught to like be as productive as possible, right? To be like good people, good women, good workers, right? I don't have enough time and it feels, it's sneaky because it feels useful and it feels true, like both of those things, right? But the reality is I don't have enough time, that thought, always creates the result of having less time. It makes you less efficient. It makes you less motivated. I don't have enough time does not create more productivity. It does the opposite. It creates less productivity. I promise you play it out. <laughs> I don't have enough time. Like makes us feel anxious, makes us feel defeated, makes us feel like exhausted. I don't have enough time. Like that is not an empowering thought. It's like, if you don't have enough time, like, what do you even do with that? It's a real victim-y thought, right? It's like, I don't have enough time, right? And it's like that, it kind of like closes the door on innovation, on making big moves, on all of that stuff. It just makes us feel stressed and anxious and a lot of times defeated and bad. I don't have enough time. And so the thought, I don't have enough time, creates the result of us doing less. I don't have enough time. Doesn't make me more productive. It makes me less productive which creates the result of having less time. That's the result it creates. You just want to be clear about, you want to know, like, what am I thinking and what result does that create? Because like I said, your thoughts are creating everything, right? I don't have enough time creates the result of not having, having less time. Like, that's what it does. 
Yeah. I'm definitely in the thought loop of feeling victim-y, and it's like I'm intellectually aware of it, but I still keep repeating it, and actually now I'm beating myself up for not changing my thoughts because I know better. Yeah, you're just doing it more. (laughs) Right? It's kind of that loop I was showing, like, Kim. It's like, you're just doing it more. So where could you go that would feel a little better? So tell me the thought and I can, I can try and help you. If you see if you can pull like, what is the actual thought that's making you feel victim-y? I always find myself saying I'm tired even though I'm really not. Yeah. It's my counterculture resistance to get out of that. I don't have enough time. Must be productive loop. <laughs> yeah. My countercultural resistance. Yeah we're like brainwashed into thinking we've got to be like as productive as possible to be good people because in capitalism you sell your labor when you get older and your labor is basically exploited right so they don't they don't pay you what your labor is worth they pay you as little as possible (laughs) that's how capitalism works right it's like they pay you as little possible that's why i'm like you guys want to work for yourselves you do i'm like nobody on this earth is gonna pay me as much money as i pay me there's just it's just not like nobody like nobody is gonna pay me as much as money as i pay me if i work for someone else they're only paying me because they can make more money off of my labor right and they're gonna pay me less than what my labor is actually worth you see that and then it's like we're taught like be as productive as possible it's so they can like profit off of our labor more that's how it works i'm stuck in my life and in my business yeah and i'm guessing you've probably thought this thought a lot of times and it feels really true and i want to offer to you like like it's only like feels like that because you've thought it a bunch of times and your brain has went and found a bunch of evidence about how you're stuck and how it's hard and blah 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 so you need to spend some time collecting some evidence on the other side is that really true i'm stuck in my life and in my business is that really true and what does that even mean are you a prisoner (laughs) do you need help (laughs) do you need us to come get you are you in slavery (laughs) right it's like what does that mean i'm stuck in my life and in my business are you really stuck right you want to just start questioning these thoughts because your brain just offers them like they're the facts right your brain is like this is just the truth right i'm stuck in my life and my business and it's like well wait a minute like am i stuck like am i am i free to do what i want have i been doing some things i want like what does being stuck really mean does that even really mean anything like i don't really even know what that means right so you want to just start questioning it and then head the other way so it's like even though i've been stuck in my life and my business i'm just gonna start doing a little bit that's all and like and like i was coaching on on the call jesse were you on the call on tuesday I was coaching on imposter syndrome and I was like, it is not a problem that you think you might not be able to help people. That thought can be in your brain and you can just decide to think to go a different way. I used to feel unworthy of the $75 an hour billing rate at my previous job. I got paid very well, but it's a little mind blowing to see that in the context of the fact that they made money off my labor. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. And it has to be set up like that, like, so that the system can run. And we want people to work and we want the system to run. This is the system we're in. It's, it's it, you know, that's what I'm saying. It's like, fine. But you guys also want to be aware because you guys make yourself feel like shit for not being productive. I think it's important to know that we're taught, like, especially as women, to work for free. We're always told to work harder, to produce more. Why? Because we go to work for other people and sell our labor to them and so they can make more money off of it. Right? Because your your firm or whoever you worked for was only employing you because they could make more than $75 an hour off of your labor. They were selling your labor for more than what they were paying you. Right? Don't send a rescue team. It does feel so true. And I definitely keep finding evidence for this. That's what our brains do. It just It's just a thought. Right? And you just want to be aware, Jesse. Just watch. Just be the observer. You're, like, really in it right now with your brain. See if you can, like, separate... Like, you guys, you're not your thoughts. See if you can, like, separate yourself out a little bit and just watch what your brain is doing and be like, oh, yeah, it's collecting more evidence. It's thinking that thought. And But right now you're, like, in it and you're like, this is the truth and this is just our reality we live in. When really it's just your brain is just thinking a thought and then it's going and finding evidence. That's all. But it's not, like, the real absolute truth of everything because lots of things are true at the same time. It could think a totally different thought. What is a totally different thought it could think? right? It's just like, I just want you to separate, just observe your thoughts and not be your thoughts. You understand? Like, it's just like, kind of like, just be aware, like, oh, my brain is bringing me this sucky thought again. 
that's interesting. That's good for me to know. There's a difference between observing your thoughts and then being with your thoughts where it's like, I'm stuck in my life and my business and this is the truth. <laughs> you just want to observe. Like you guys are not your thoughts. Your thoughts are separate. Separate yourself out. And it's just good information to have. And then neutralize it, right? It's just like, are you stuck? Like, do we need to rescue you? What does that mean? Like, just start questioning it, neutralizing it. And then what is something else you could think that's true, that feels true to you, but feels a little better, right? I just watched the replay, but yes, I think it's finding those bridge thoughts that I can actually believe right now. Yeah, so it's like, even though I'm stuck in my life and my business, I'm just gonna take the first step. Like, even though I'm stuck in my life and my business, I'm just gonna whatever, right? So you don't have to tell your brain that you're not stuck because you don't believe that because you think you are stuck, right? And so you can find some evidence. I was like trying to give you some evidence about how you're not stuck because I was like, you're not a prisoner. You're not slavery like that I know of. You don't need help. Like you're actually a completely free sovereign person, right? And um, you guys don't have to do anything. This is like another thing I say sometimes that <laughs> sometimes makes people mad. <laughs> But I'm like, even if you have kids, like you guys don't have to take care of your kids. You don't, you don't have to feed them. People don't feed their kids some, like they don't. I'm not saying you should do that or you ever would do that. But I'm saying like, we tell ourselves like we have to do all these things and you don't, you're choosing that. You're choosing to take care of your kids because you want to, you want to take care of them, right? You want to feed them. You want to do all the things that you're doing. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to go to your job. You don't have to take care of your kids. You don't have to do anything, any of that. So, so sometimes we tell ourselves like we're stuck in our, I don't know if you're doing this cause I'm not like coaching you. Right. But this is something I see a lot is like, people are like, I'm stuck and I have all this stuff I have to do. And it's like, you don't have to do anything. You don't like, you don't have to, you don't have to go to your job today. You don't have to feed your kids today. You don't have to do anything. Right. And there's people certainly that don't do those things. So you do not have to, you want to, right. But you're choosing to do that. But we have to take responsibility for our choices and not just act like our life is happening to us, right? <laughs> Kim's laughing. <laughs> I'm not saying don't feed your kids. <laughs> don't get mad at me, internet. <laughs> I know you guys get what I'm saying. I'm really in it right now. Observe the thoughts. Don't engage so deeply with them. They're just thoughts, Jesse. I'm stuck. Isn't it true or not true? It's just a thought. It doesn't mean anything. I'm stuck in my life and my business. It's not true or not true. It's just a thought. Neutralize it. It's just, your brain is just bringing you a thought. That's what our brains do all day. It just brings us thoughts. Like, they don't mean anything. They're not, like, true or not true, right? I'm definitely doing that. You hit it right on the head. Okay, good. Sometimes I get off base on the Facebook Lives because I'm just going off a comment, so it's a little harder for me than when I'm talking to you guys on Zoom. But, yeah, you just want to remind yourself, like, I am choosing this and take responsibility for your choices because you could get in your car and leave your fucking life right now and never go back to your house and never see your kids again and leave your marriage and never go to your job. You could. No one is making you do this shit. No one. Mm -mm. But you, you want whatever is happening in your life. It's like you want to do that for whatever reason. And just remember to have your own back about that right? There's good reasons that you want to take care of your kids and you want to be at your marriage and you want to be in your job and you are choosing that. Life does not just happen to you. You're not just like in a situation by like magic, right? It's like you're choosing to be there. You get on a plane and fucking never go back to your life right now if you wanted. You're not stuck. You're a completely sovereign, free person. That's the truth, right? And then from that place, it's like, okay, well, I you're like, I do want to be at my job, even though I hate it and it's toxic. It pays my bills, which is important. You guys like pay your bills, like, you know? And so it's like, I do want to go to my job and I do want to pay my bills. And even though it's toxic, I'm going to make that choice. And I have a good reason for doing it. Right. And so you just want to remember you are choosing the things that you're doing and you have good reasons for choosing them. You have good reasons for taking care of your kids. You have good reasons for going to the job. You have good reasons for living where you live, whatever your brain is like telling you, right? And have your own back. I choose this on purpose. I could have an office job. There you go. You can give yourself permission to make a different choice. Yeah, you can also decide to do something different if you want. Kim, are you good? There's also an element of like, be nice to yourself, you guys. Like you're going through a hard transition you thought things were going to be one way and now they're different and that can be hard to reconcile and just be nice to yourself. There's not an upside 
to being an asshole to yourself. There's not. We think it, like, makes us more productive and, like, helps us. It doesn't. It, it does the opposite. It makes you less productive. It makes you get less of what you want in life. And it keeps you more stuck. So just remember, you can't bully yourself into going anywhere. You only bully yourself into being stuck. You can come to coaching on Tuesday, too, if you want to just, if you want to just, like, talk it out and, like, vomit a bunch of stuff on the call. You can do that. We'll be on the call. I'll be on the call Tuesday at noon. You have mentioned that email is not always the best place to nurture sell. <laughs> yeah, I've been on this kick lately. So what is the best way to use an email list? You guys should all have an email list, and I do think email is, like, a good, you should have, everybody should have an email list in their business, just so you guys understand what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, when I started blogging, there was like this whole business model about you send a weekly email newsletter and then you can like do um, sell things to them on your email list and you can run sales, right? And that business model is getting harder and harder every year. Like that's my opinion, but that's what I see happening. I think we get so much email. It's like if I find your website, let's like play this out, right? I find your website, I sign up for a free thing. I get your weekly newsletter. I've never seen you on camera. I don't listen to your podcast. The only way I'm connecting with you is on email, right? I think email would be good for like sending your podcast to them or sending your challenge to them or sending a video to them. Like that would be a good use of email. But if you're just writing to them, um, I personally see that converting less and less to in sales for people. And, and because people, I think you can get it to work, but you need a lot of people. It's a big volume based business, that business model. And, you know, so you can get it to work. You just need a lot of people. Most people that come to me are frustrated because they're not making money. So if people are coming to me and they're frustrated because they're not making money, I'm not going to tell them to do a business model where I know they're going to have to go get a bajillion people. I'm going to be like, go on Instagram, get some people following you on video, help them at a high level and start making money this week. That's what I'm going to tell you to do, right? I'm not going to tell you like, yeah, go get an email list of 100,000 people and then you can make money off an email list. It's like, because that's going to take a long fucking time. <laughs> so just so you guys understand, like, you know, when I'm giving advice, a lot of the advice I'm giving is like in the context of like, there are people in this community that need to make money right now. Like, and that's the situation, right? It's like, they need to make money and they need to be making money soon. And it's something I take like really seriously. It's what I spend all my time thinking about. Like I, all I do is like learn about marketing and learn about mindsets, try to help you guys make money faster, right? And in that context, you gotta remember, I'm giving advice in that context. So it's not like that's the ultimate truth. It's like, can you have a, a business that just runs on email where there's no video and no podcast and no anything? Sure, but you're gonna need a lot of people. It's gonna take a long time. And that's why I don't advise that. Does that make sense? Um, mine is growing steadily, so I wanna make sure I nurture it the most effective way. I think the most effective way to like nurture your audience is to get them a result, to be impactful. So it's not about am I on email or am I on podcast or am I on video? It's like, are you impacting them? Are you impacting them? I think, you guys can tell me if I'm wrong, but I think every single person that is in this mastermind right now that has bought this offer has been impacted by me before they bought. Not when they get in here, before they bought, right? I said something at some point that impacted them. So, and you get them a result ahead of time. So it's not so much about like email or not email. It's like be impactful. And like the thing is, is like, I don't think generally you can get the same quality of result from email as you can in other ways. If you can, that is great. Then you can do that, right? And help people for free. But mostly what I see is just people sending kind of random email newsletters and that's nice but that's not usually gonna have as much impact as you need to buy, right? So like a podcast, a video, a YouTube, uh, uh, I do like coffee chats, I do free coaching sometimes in the other group, like stuff like that. I just did a whole three day free event, right? You didn't have to pay to come to that event. Stuff like that. Does that make sense to you guys? So the best way to nurture your email list is to get them on your email list and then use that like those people on your email list, let's say I have a hundred people on my email list. The best way is to, for me to think about how can I get them a result, an actual result, actually get them either 
teach them something or get them to do something or take some kind of action or think about something different? How can you impact them to get them some kind of result for free? That's the best way to use your email list, in my opinion. So that's what I do. So my email list, we use my email list. I have an email list. We're growing my email list. I think an email list is a great asset for your business. And I email about the challenge, right? I email about the podcast. We email about, I email free content out all the time of stuff I'm doing. And I email about opportunities to work with me, right? It's both things. Does that make sense? Let me know if you guys have any other questions about email. And just remember, like, you know, I'm just giving like kind of general business advice because there's a hundred and like 150 of you in here or something now. Like, so I'm giving like advice to 150 people. Not everything is specific to every single person. I, cause this is not one-on-one -on -one business coaching, right? So just keep that in mind when you guys are listening to me talk, I don't want you to hear everything I say as like the ultimate truth. I want you to figure out what is the best business model for you? Not like Faith said one time on a live stream, email was dead <laughs> or like whatever the fuck I said, right? Or sometimes people will be like, you said this one thing on a coaching call like two months ago and like, Ugh, and like, I'm like, don't use the things I say against yourself. You just take the parts that are helpful. Those are for you. The parts that are helpful that make you feel good and help you get more done and are like insightful or whatever, those are for you, right? The rest of it might not, not all of it is for every person. So you don't need to take every single thing I say literally and like try and apply it to every single business, right? I'm just giving you guys some general business things, general mindset things to think about. And then it's up to you to take them and apply them in the way they should be applied. Does that make sense? So some of you need to up your email game, right? And up like what the results that you're getting for your people, their free results. And then some of you need to make an email list. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, it's really like when I'm saying that, I'm really like kind of just pushing back against that old business model of like build a huge email list and have a 1% conversion. And, you know, that it just takes too long. Like it takes a long time now to do that. That was good. We talked about all kinds of stuff. Anybody need anything before I go? I'm starting to lose my voice. I've been talking like this entire launch. I feel like I haven't like stopped talking. <laughs> God, I'm so sick of my own voice. Some weeks are like that. And yeah, if you guys want to submit questions for next week, you guys have the Ask Faith form in the portal. So that's what's up. Okay, welcome all new people. I will see you guys Tuesday. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I want to talk to you very quickly about the mastermind. The mastermind is an offer I created for you to get affordable business coaching. Business coaching changed my life, changed my business, and I really believe helped me get on the path to start making six figures online. The problem with business coaching is that it can be very, very expensive. So I created this offer for new bloggers to get business coaching from me at a crazy affordable price. You get a coaching call every single week. We get on Zoom. I can talk to you about any problems you have in your business, any questions you have with your business. So you'll never be stuck. You always have a resource. You always have me as a mentor to help you throughout the entire process of building your business. Besides the Zoom coaching calls, you also get a private Facebook Live every single week. I sit in the live and answer every single question from every single member of the mastermind. So you have two chances every single week to get mentored by me, get all of your questions answered. And honestly, I really think it is priceless. The doors are closed right now, but make sure you get on the wait list and we will notify you when it opens. I would love to have you inside. You can find the wait list and all the details at faithmariah.com. I hope you guys have a great day.